Hello from the fort. Welcome to Toros in the Middle, the podcast, a place where we sit down with various members of our community to learn about the people that make every space, classrooms to cafeteria, at Spanish Fort Middle School, the amazing place that it is. I'm your host, Jacqueline Richardson. Welcome back to Toros in the Middle, the podcast. You are listening to episode 20. So today on our show, we have Officer Doc Correa. He is our school resource officer, and we are so lucky to have him, and thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So our first question is always how you made it to the fort. Well, I am a veteran. Uh, I got out in 2009. That's when we got married as well. While she was finishing up dental school, I was uh, continuing my education, and uh, once we graduated... Uh, both of us at the same time, uh, from her profession and mine, we decided to come down here, and I went to further my education again. Yeah. Uh, in hopes so of being a you went officer. straight from high school into the service. I did. Yes. Okay. Uh, about a year after I did a little bit of college, and uh, figured that wasn't for me at the point, a time in my life, um, I needed to grow up a little more. Yeah. And. I know, or rather, I knew that I was lacking that discipline, mm-hmm. and I joined the military and got it right back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then you went back, came back um, after serving, and then you went back to school. I did. And yes. what was that? What were your goals there for going back to school? I wanted a criminal justice major, um, but again, I, I really didn't. I really didn't know where I wanted to go because I also wanted to do nursing because of my medical background from the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after, after careful review and thinking about it, I, I decided uh, that when I was with the Marines, that was probably the best time of my, my life at that point. And I wanted something similar to that. So I worked for the city of Mobile for four years, I was in Second Precinct, which was Theodore area. Uh, pretty dangerous, but fun uh, in my eyes. Not a lot of people would agree with me. <laughs> uh, my wife being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's one of the reasons that you wanted to move this way, or the goal. The end goal was to move over here. Uh, I enjoyed my time in Mobile, and I'm very thankful for it. I learned. A lot, a lot about policing, learned a lot about myself, mm-hmm. uh, what I was capable of uh, in this world. Uh, the military is a little bit different uh, because you are under such a strict regimen and not saying that policing is that much different, but it it is because you're a civilian. So what made you want to be a school resource officer? Well, when I was growing up... Um, Again, before I went into the military, I had, you know, being a military brat myself, uh, we moved all over the place. And when we finally settled in South Mississippi, I had a history teacher, uh, Coach Talley, who immediately kind of took me under his wing. And I was like, you know what? I want to be a teacher. 
I thought that was the coolest. I loved history. I still do love history. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that I could do what he did and, and be a mentor and, and really, you know, be there. Um, so that's really one of the reasons why I got into SRO, uh, being a school resource officer, was because I knew I could perform my police duties, but at the same time, be a mentor uh, to these kids, you know, and just be there and, and show them that there can be a relationship with a police officer other than what the media has been showing. And, and we are making leaps and bounds with uh, a lot of relationships and headway, making a lot of headway Yeah. in this, this job. Yeah. Um, so your main thing is just to protect us, um, to secure our school, but you do so much more than that. So, and you kind of touched on it, but like, tell us some of the things like the relationships, like how do you build relationships with the kids? Cause they love you. They love to high five you when you walk down the hall. So how do you um, do that? With sure. 1,000 um, children that we have here. <laughs> I, I like to make my presence known and it's not that hard. I'm a big guy. Um, so they can easily point me out and I'm very uh, well placed in front of the school uh, strategically for the safety reasons that we have. But without trying to distract too much and take away too much from teachers lessons, I do like to go into the classrooms and interact with the students. Uh, just that and making myself easily accessible. Yeah. I'll walk around uh, during shift, or I should say shift change. <laughs> change. <laughs> during class change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, just talking with them uh, and, and not, not harping on them like, have you been good or anything like that? Just, hey, what did you do this weekend? Um, you know, did you watch a game or uh, did you catch a movie or a show? Um, uh, one of my favorite classrooms to go into, uh, two actually, Miss Fiox's room, and listening to the choir, and Miss Hughes' room, who both have just done an amazing job. And I think the kids love it. Uh, they see me try to play an <laughs> instrument, and that is, yeah, whew, that's a sight to see. <laughs> Um, okay, so the thing y'all did this summer, um, bringing the people in to give us the teachers and staff training, like yes. a simulation. Um, I think that was a really eye-opening for a lot of us. Um, so kind of tell me about that simulation that you took us through this summer. Yeah, so we have, uh, in the policing world, we have active shooter training. Uh, and we try to, to bring that to the civilian sector and, and to the teachers with what we do. Um, and we call that alert training. Uh, all it is essentially is giving the teachers the tools to empower themselves in the event of an incident that can happen, uh, but just giving them something more than, hey, tuck tail and, and run. Uh, at one point, I, mean, I, I don't know if everybody's heard this or not, I'm sure the majority of you have, but there is a fight or flight and you're going to decide what to do. And when you're cornered uh, like a dog, you know, the only thing to do is to fight back and only to do so until the cavalry comes. Yeah. And that's essentially myself and, and other law enforcement officers. And, and believe me, 
because our kids are our greatest investment. Um, there's a lot of law enforcement families uh, here at this school and throughout Baldwin County who are ready to stand up and fight that evil. We're just trying to give you guys the tools, uh, a different yeah. different way of thinking, a different yeah. mentality. And I did because, well, one of the ones when you came in with the Nerf guns um, and just talking about them being distracted, just distracting the shooter. Like I would have never thought about that. Absolutely. Until I actually saw it in action. So when I saw Anna Hunt come in with her gun and we were able to knock her off balance just by right. just and the little few things that y'all showed us that day, it was real powerful. Exactly. Um, anything from throwing a book, mm -hmm. uh, maybe a little bit more of a uh, barricade. Now we, at this school, uh, and one of the things I'm very proud of, we've impl implemented the Barracuda uh, barricades for every classroom. And I think that is probably one of the best piece of insurances that this school has, has done. Absolutely. Um, again, I'm a big, big guy myself. I'm pretty strong. Uh, even if I were to put a lot of energy into one door, uh, I still would have a very, very tough time on trying to get through that barricade, yeah. which is exactly what they're designed for. Right. Um, and again, giving us the opportunity to come in and do our job if that were to be the case of of a person to come up here. So little things to to big things and, and you know, we're, I'm just so grateful that we've got that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so one of our pep rallies, you were super surprised when WKRG showed up um, to present you with Behind the Shields. Um, and it was the first response, you were the first responder of the month. So tell us about that. Like who nominated you? How'd that come about? Yes. Um, How excited you were. <laughs> I was <laughs> super excited and super caught off guard. So much so that, and, and to let you know how off guard I was caught, I was, I have a little bit of a problem growing a mustache out <laughs> before No Shave November. Now my beard is fine. So I was trying to get a jump start. And had I known this, <laughs> I would have shaved that Lorax looking mustache <laughs> off of me in That's a heartbeat. Hilarious. But it That's was, uh, it was, it was great. Um, my former dispatcher who now works at 911 Dispatch and who is a lieutenant at Loxley Volunteer Fire Department, Cliff Emerson, uh, he was the one who nominated me. Uh, we had an incident about two years ago where Christmas Eve morning, a gentleman who was negligent uh, accidentally shot himself in the leg with his brand new uh, 45 caliber Wow. Yes, handgun. Oh. And unfortunately for him, he nicked his artery. Uh, fortunately for him, I was on shift and we were, I mean, 30 minutes before we were about to go home, which is par for course. Yeah. Um, we get the call, I rush over there, pull him out of the vehicle, and, you know, without getting too graphic, I mean, he was, he was sitting in his own pool, but... Pulled him out of the vehicle, and I immediately, because, well, I immediately put pressure on his wound um, with my knee because his wound was way too high. I couldn't apply mm -hmm. the tourniquet. Mm -hmm. It just wouldn't have been effective. So I, you know, stayed on his pelvic girdle till ambulances came, which was probably about another 
minute or two. Wow. And he was already kind of fading, uh, but stopped enough of the blood flow and, and, you know, put pressure on it. And we were able to get him to the hospital and saved his life. Wow. Wow. Yes. So you were a medic when you served in the military, right? Yes. So do you think that do those skills come in handy? Oh, big time. <laughs> big time. Uh, and it was like second nature to me. Yeah. I felt like um, there were some people there on the scene who were kind of all over the place. But yeah, for some strange reason, uh, because I trained for it. Yeah. yeah. My bread and butter. I I was able to keep a calm and cool head and yeah, able to get that guy down to the hospital and save his life. That's that was, amazing. That That's amazing. Okay, so your precious little family was there that yes. day too. So tell us about your boys. Oh, I know you want to brag on them. I do. I want to <laughs> brag on my wife for bringing them and thank her. She was the one who was kind of behind this. Her and, and Clifford uh, got together and made it a total surprise. Uh, so... It was so cool. I didn't even realize it until she pointed out uh, Clifford, who who nominated me. And then I see my boys, and I'm like, "Hey, you guys, come on out here!" And when they ran and and gave me the biggest hug ever, I, it was that's probably one of the proudest moments of my life. It Aww, was so awesome. That is so sweet. So, so awesome. Sweet. Uh, side note, real quick too. I just found this out today. And I know I haven't let you know before this, but the elementary school is presenting me with an award as well Aww. for like a, uh, a community uh, leader. Fun. Yes. Because you're awesome. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um. So our last question is always what you love about Spanish Fort. I absolutely love this community and the way that the parents and the teachers will do anything they can to make sure that their kids are set up to succeed for the rest of their life, which in the future will make my job <laughs> a whole lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, I, it's just, it's awesome how loving you guys are. Um, how, just every day I can come here and but seeing just a, a genuine smile, it, it makes a world of difference. It really does. And and because of it, I, I feel like I want to not only better myself, but, uh, you know, just be a better person. So I'm on board and we're all on the same field. And yeah. I just, I can't thank you guys enough. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. Yes. Thank you for having me. That was Officer Doc Correa, our school resource officer. We are so thankful for the job he does, keeping us safe and secure at the schoolhouse um, every day and the relationships that he builds with the kids. Thanks for listening and have a great day.